Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on Better Together, Lisa Bevere, Stephanie E.K., Robin Wilkerson, Beth Redman, and Christy Wright are with us for a conversation on empowered prayer. God puts people into our lives to pray for us and with us, and the Holy Spirit gives us the insight on what to say and do next. Come on, we need to talk about this. When John and I were first married, he had a prayer style and I had a prayer style. And my prayer style was quiet. It was contemplative. And John's prayer style was loud, loud. And like he'd hold my hands, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're hurting me. He's like, in the name of you. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. And then he was praying ministry prayers and everything. And I'd be like, you act like God is deaf. You pray so exactly. loud. Yeah, and then I'm like, and are you going to pray for your children? You're only praying about the ministry. You're only praying about the nations. What about your child? What about your child? And back then I was working as a, um, like an associate producer in a television ministry. And I remember that, you know, I, I got invited to a baby shower and I went to the baby shower. John was out of town. And this girl comes up to me. And she said, I would like you to pray for me to get pregnant. And I was like, yes, I'll agree with you. And I'm getting ready to leave the shower. She's like, you haven't prayed for me. I'm like, oh, no, I'm agreeing. She goes, no, I want you to pray for me. Right now. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> People either get pregnant or they don't get pregnant. I am not going to pray for her. So I, I take her out of the room. Nobody's going to see me <laughs> pray for her. And I instruct her, like, how she needs to get pregnant. Like, I tell her timetables and all sorts of different <laughs> things. She's kind of looking. And then I pray over her. And I leave because I don't want her to tell people. I don't want anybody knowing <laughs> I prayed for her. And I get in the car and I've got Addison in a car seat in the back and I'm grabbing the steel wheel and I'm like, Jesus, get her pregnant, get her pregnant. I'm like, I don't want to look like a flake. I don't want to be that weird person. Oh God, get her pregnant. And I'm just like praying out loud like a John Bevere, like a John Bevere. And in that moment, I hear the Lord say, your husband, is going to be offered a youth pastor position. Tell him to take it and be faithful, and I'll give him the desires of his heart. So this is before cell phones. Uh, you know, I just did the fierce John Bevere prayer. Yes. That's on a Saturday afternoon. Sunday after church, John calls me, and he said, you're never going to believe what happened. I said, what happened? He said, well, at this youth meeting I was doing, this particular minister showed up, and I said, and he asked you to be his youth pastor. I was like, did he call you? And I said, no, God told me to tell you to take it and be faithful and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He's like, well, God didn't tell me that. And I was <laughs> like, well, all I know is I have that peace and I had that knowing. And it shifted how I prayed. And some people are like, no, I really like the contemplative quiet. Now, there's a place for that. But there is also this admonition in the book of James, which we love the book of James. In James chapter one, verse six, I'm gonna read out the message paraphrase. It says, ask boldly. Believingly, without a second thought, people who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way, adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. Mm. And so I feel like God so is saying, good. when you come to me, don't just believe that I am, 
but believe that I am good and I am a rewarder. So you ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought, not, oh, if God, if you don't do this, well, then I've got plan B right, over here. Right. And then it says, don't worry your prayers. And so many times I talk to people and they're praying according to what we're going through yeah. instead of praying what the kingdom yeah. is yes. saying. Yet thy kingdom come right. is not just, you know, what's going on in this culture. And we allow our culture to form our prayers yeah. more than we allow the word right. of God to form our prayers. And have you ever had something, Beth, where like something just shifted and you knew you had to take authority in the spirit and ask God boldly and believingly? Yeah, I think I had a moment in 2009. I was actually being told I was miscarrying and I've been in that situation before, but I just, in that moment, it didn't matter what they were saying. I stood on God's word and I spoke out loud. Every day ordained for this child is written in God's book. That's yes. straight from the word of God. Yep. That wasn't saying I thought up, yep. that wasn't wishful right. thinking. Yep. And I just kept speaking that. And I had such peace mm. and they kept coming back and telling me, you know, you, you're losing this child. And I just kept saying out loud, every day ordained for this child is written in God's book. There's nothing that can change that. So if that's the way God has it, that's the way God has but it. I'm but I'm speaking this over and that is the power of life and death right now. And that baby ended up living. That baby is 12 years old. That, that baby has beautiful. a beautiful, perfect bill of health. Yes. And I truly found that standing on the that's word right. of God was my only option and was the option of life and peace in that moment. So yeah, 100% can relate. I had an experience where it's kind of a baby theme right now, but um, I had an experience a couple of years ago on a girl's trip. So I have four girlfriends that we've taken a girl's trip every single year and have since college. And um, and so we were on the balcony on the beach and um, we were just catching up. You know how girls do. Like all we do is just talk, talk, talk about like all of our lives. We all kind of live in different states. And so we we're catching up on everything. And one of our friends has been trying to get pregnant for a while. And they've been going through the IVF journey and they've been going through infertility and, you know, just different complications, all that kind of stuff. And so as we're talking, I just feel compelled. I mean, like pulled out of my seat to lay hands on her and just pray over her. And she's a believer, but I know this is gonna make her very uncomfortable and I'm just very okay with it. And so I'm like, I'm like, well, we're just gonna pray for you right now. So I get out of my chair, we're on the balcony. Like, this is like, we're all hanging out having pizza, right? And so I put my hands on her and I just begin to pray out loud. I said, Lord, I just wanna pray right now for the baby. And then I paused and I said, and my eyes are closed. I said, yes, I said the baby. And I just began to pray for this baby. Wow. And as I spoke it afterwards, she said, do you pray with your eyes open? And I was like, no, I pray with my eyes closed. What are you talking about? And she said, because when you said out loud, the first time I want to pray for this baby, I went. And she shook her head, no, oh. because it was just like she was so hurt. I'm so afraid of disappointment So again. afraid of disappointment. Yeah. And I said, yes, wow. I said the baby. Wow. And it was in this moment wow. of like, I didn't even know what I was doing, right? Yep. Yep. And she still is not pregnant, but I want you to know, we were in Seaside and I bought that baby a onesie and when she gets pregnant I'm going to be giving that to her as a baby gift because so that good. baby's coming so but good. I think there's something so powerful when we get to be we've all been recipients of that when someone has prayed over us but it's so powerful when the spirit pulls you out of your chair when the spirit puts a word in your heart for you to act don't question it don't, that's not the time to wrestle through it that's just, just like act on that yeah. and then you get to be a part of that prayer which I think is so powerful so which I never finished the story the woman did get pregnant wow and I was speaking for some friends of ours in Austin, Texas, and I have no idea that the mom and her husband now live there. And this beautiful girl comes out and she opens up this worship song and it was just this stunning thing. And afterward, her mom comes up and says, that is the baby you prayed for <gasps> me to have. Wow. Oh my gosh. Right before I get up to minister. I just, 
Oh, for sure. Wept. For sure. So, I mean, again, it wasn't about me. Like, no. I can't get someone pregnant. Mm -hmm. When you have that quickening, mm -hmm. That's right. it happens. Recently, I was in a church up in Denver, and I got done ministering, and they were kind of like, hey, this is your 25 minutes, you know, in, out, get it done. And I stepped off the stage, but I paused. And the pastor's wife, so precious, had sensitivity. She said, you have something else. And I said, I do. And I walked out and I said, there are women in this room that you've been trying to get pregnant for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea, but this beautiful young girl, multiple miscarriages, finally has a baby, stillborn. And she was afraid to hope, mm -hmm. afraid mm -hmm. yeah. of disappointment, yeah. afraid of having the yes, pain again. Heartbreak. And I prayed through the stage and I saw her. And when I came down, she was actually my makeup artist. I came down, I laid hands on her. She'd gone to school with my boys and she recorded this whole video for me that she has a beautiful little boy. And she had gone through IVF multiple times. She had that baby without any IVF. Mm. And again, it's just, I thought there's something here. Mm -hmm. And then stepping out, and we and won't choosing. do it perfect. Choosing, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to put it out there. There's the goodness of God. There's Amen. people here. You're yeah. barren. There's a barrenness in yes. your life, and there's a longing for a child. And I said, we're all just going to pray together. We're going to break that barrenness. And I do feel that God is asking each yeah. and every one of us, wherever we're at, I remember going to the orthodontist. I had a car accident and my jaws got messed up and I had to go to the orthodontist and I'm sitting in there and they're like doing something with my mouth and I'm hearing, you know, like the, they're working on everybody and these technicians are talking to each other and the one said, I'm gonna go up to St. Augustine. I'm gonna go lay my hands on that idol so I can get pregnant. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I've got wires. I've got, I've got wires. I've got wires in my mouth. I'm like, don't, you know, don't do that. And I said, you know, in my head, I said, God, if I can somehow, when I'm checking out, she wasn't even working on me. I talked to her. I'm going to pull her aside. Sure enough, as I'm checking out, she walks out. I say, can I have you for just a second? We step into a conference room. I lay hands on her. She just, she's not even a Christian. You know, she's going to the Ripley's, believe it or not, to lay hands on something. And she was pregnant. Yeah. And, you know, so God is just looking for people who are willing. Mm. There was an experience I had. And I think some of my experiences with God has been things to reveal to me what happens in the spiritual realm so to even give me better understanding of what, why in the natural these things mm -hmm. are so critical. Mm -hmm. Because when you talk about prayer, again, it's the release, it's that prophetic declaration. Mm -hmm. You're praying the scriptures mm -hmm. and it's a creative yes. partnership between yes. you and the Holy Spirit that as you're releasing this words, the Holy Spirit can come in agreement with you mm -hmm. and can move and his power would be revealed. So there was a time that I was walking to, there was this Asian store that I love so much because they had these almond cookies. And I was walking to get these almond cookies. And there was this boy and he had like some kind of disformity and he was with his mother. And the Lord, I heard it so clearly, pray for that boy for his healing. And I'm like, no, we're on the street, yeah. you know. I'm I said, almond I, cookies. I just want to pray in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he said it to me again, mm -hmm. go and ask the mother for permission to mm -hmm. pray for her son. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Lord, I'm sorry, no. but this one, I'm going to get my cookies and yeah. go home. And I felt like I could feel that the Holy Spirit was so grieved. I disobeyed and it was terrible. So I said, God, I'm praying in my heart. And I've got my cookies coming back to my apartment. As I'm walking back, I see this giant man. 
I mean, not even human, like it was an angel. It is the giant man. And I think this was maybe my second encounter of an angel. Mm -hmm. And his skin is very different. And he had this incense in his hands that he was holding. And when I saw him, I said, Lord, not today. No, no. <laughs> I just kept walking. I said, I don't, I don't want to interact. You know what? I'm exhausted. <laughs> and so I literally ignored the man. And he was, no one else could see him. He was just standing there holding this incense. And when I got into my apartment, I could feel the how feeling. grieved the Holy Spirit was. And I just went in prayer. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. Like, I will be honest with you. I was thinking more about myself in this moment. And seeing an angel, I don't want to be rebuked. Okay, I'm just, I just want to be home. <laughs> then the Lord took me. I never read that scripture at that time. So was years back. Took me to when the angels who carry the incense <gasps> for our prayers, the prayers of the saints. And he said, the angels, Angel was waiting to collect the prayer that you would have released for that boy. And you were so concerned about how you would look that you denied my purpose in this moment. And after that day, I was like, Lord, whenever you need me to, re to release a word, I will do it. Because then I started understanding the weight of it, right? Mm -hmm. So even that's why, even when you're like, I don't want to pray with you, but I'm going to pray. Mm -hmm. And yes. then you see the fruit of that because yes. you recognize mm -hmm. I'm only a vessel wow. right. that the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. wants to partner with right. in this moment mm -hmm. and move and do what he desires to do, what he's purpose to do, not what I'm trying to create yes. here. Yes. And so now fast forward when I was faced with another interesting moment. So this was at the church and there was a lady, the Lord had revealed her to me as I was coming to the church. Like I seen her face. So I get to the church and I see the lady. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was the first sure. time at the church. So she was using a walker and the Lord said, no, she is going to walk. And then the Holy Spirit said, I want you to take that walker away from her and tell her to run. I said, Lord, if she falls, you know, the liability is on me. <laughs> but I said, you know what? It's not about me. Yeah. It's about your glory. Yes, yes. So I went to the lady and I said, can you just trust him in this moment and give me the walker? And she was like, I've been desiring to, wow. like, it has been her prayer. Yes. And so she's with her family. So we take the walker away from her. And I, in, the, in the beginning, I was walking behind her, yeah. just in case. <laughs> I said, if she falls. And the Lord I said to you. me, get, get away get from her. Yeah. And when I stepped away from her, she started running. Oh, my gosh. So the walker that she came in with, she packed up and put in the car with her family. Wow, I and I said, you know what? There are other people I've prayed for. I've not seen the fruit of in that moment. But I said, I will still partner that's all, that's with the Holy is. Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Because God's that. will is going to happen. Yes, yes. If that's, that's right. his purpose, yeah, that's if that's right. his mm -hmm. plan, the scripture's else. clear. That's right. So like Esther, it's an opportunity right. for yes. us. She, God would have used somebody else, Mordecai told her. Remember, right. it doesn't have to be Believe you, Esther. Mm -hmm. right. It could be somebody else. Yeah. But prayer is a tool that's right. to use to help others. What I mean by that is I can have a very difficult workplace conversation and things are very tense or things are very out of sorts and people are enraged or I can have a, uh, a personal relationship where there's a problem. And I've learned that when we move out of our natural and we shift, Mm -hmm. to that tool of prayer. And I can tell you, we have parents, you know, that are upset with the teacher and they're going to sue the church. And 
you know what? Why don't we pray? <laughs> and you reach across the table to that person yeah. and you reach across that and it builds this bridge because Jesus said that when we agree in prayer, when we are in unity, that's the atmosphere for miracles to happen. So the impossible can happen in a workplace. You got this awful boss or this coworker, but when you start your relationship in that tense moments, and I got to testify, I've had some terrible things where it could have just gone really bad. But when you just stop and say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but before we talk more about this, could we just begin this meeting in prayer? Yeah. I've watched people just about fall out of their the chair. Whole demeanor changes. Yeah. And something happens where, oh, well, sure, 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 Robin, why don't we? And the other magic phrase, and it is from the Holy Spirit, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? So that has been my testimony that it's not just something for me. It's something that creates this new space that what couldn't happen can happen when we don't do prayer as the last resort but as the first resort. So and yeah. When I love how God cares about the practical. I think that sometimes it's easy to fall into the temptation where you think, oh, God only cares about the, the spiritual, the holy, the healing, the, all the things we see. It's like, God cares about the practical. Right. I and mean, I've lived in the business world for the last 12 years. And it's amazing how God has given me the name of my first book. He has given me uh, exactly how many days my should, devotional should be. He's given me, we'll go into a meeting and it's one of those hard meetings. And I'll say, hey, Let's just stop and pray. Like, because the Holy Spirit, yeah. when you invite him yes. in, will provide supernatural yes. insight, those solutions, yeah. the light into the darkness that we could never get with all our best strategies in the world. That's right. Sorry. And so I think just that reminder that we can invite him into the, not just big and small, but even into the very practical, into the industries, into the different aspects of our life that he knows those things. He's the most creative. He has the best solution. So why would we not invite him into those spaces? I love that you said the practical because I think that sometimes when people think about serving God, they limit it to ministry. Yes. Yes. And when you right. think about it, when Jesus said, you know, go into all the earth, right? And make disciples of all the earth. But he said, go. And there's a way that God sends you, right? God could send you as a mother. He could send you as a business owner. He could send you as an athlete. Mm -hmm. He could send you in whatever capacity That's because you're going into an industry to make disciples in That's that right. industry. And so God wants to give you creativity for your fashion line. That's God right. wants to yes. give you because he so wants good. you to rise to the yes. top in that. Because again, influence is a tool in the kingdom. Yes. You know, finances is a tool in the kingdom. And I think when people recognize that you can be a servant, you know, to God in fashion, mm -hmm. in beauty, in business, in real estate, in all of that, because there is a way that God sends you. That's right. And he might send you. And I think that's the beauty, right? When he sends them as disciples, right? But he didn't send them as a preacher or a teacher. Or he, he didn't limit them to that. He just sent them as disciples. And they're disciples in every industry yes, and the holy Stephanie. spirit is the <laughs> most creative the most knowledgeable person i mean like what is it that we're missing you know you go to the old testament and you see when they're building and the bible talks about how the spirit of god gave them wisdom in all skills and craftsmanship Artisans. and you're wondering mm -hmm. like oh the holy spirit is a can build so i think it's beautiful when you say that because it allows us to in the practicality of life that god i have this meeting today 
You know, I just want you to give me wisdom. You know, give me strategy for something I've never seen before. In tech, God, give me this revelation. You know, I was even studying how, when it talks about the last days, how the word of God will go into, you know, all the earth and then the end will come. And I said I have an appreciation for platforms that are reaching the world, social platforms, and how there are many more things to come, even in tech, in the tech industry, that can come from that place of partnership with the Holy Spirit. God, give me what is in your mind for what needs to be created out there. So, so it's beautiful. Good. So good. Well, and the scripture says, call unto me yes. and ask me, and yes. I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. And so when we ask, he astounds. And so if we don't ask, it's like you're saying about that angel, there's like a warehouse of things that God wants to release into the earth. But if we don't ask and we don't pray, then he waits. Because yeah. for whatever reason, God has chosen to participate and partner with yeah. us. And I just feel like there's this urgency for all of us to, to know that God is saying, I want to hear what you're requesting. That's right. When I, in the fall, was, you know, wrestling through this decision to leave that company, I had this vision, I guess it was, of the angels cheering me on. And I know yes. it sounds so silly, but it's like with every act of obedience, yes. of like, okay, I've got to go in this meeting, and I've got to say this hard thing, yeah, and I'm so scared. Yeah. It's like, I just imagine they're going, she's going to do it. She's going to do it. She's going in. She's going to do it. Like, I just imagine that the heavens are cheering you on. There's and I think a lot that- of witnesses. Yes, yeah. it's so real. But if you can visualize that, and for people even watching today, like they've got something in front of them, and they're That's like- right. I want to do it. I need to do it. I'm going to do it. But it just feels so lonely just to visualize like the vision of that, of like people cheering you on, like, you're going to do it. You could do it. I know it's hard. You got this. Just remind you, you're not alone. And it yeah. just, I think it gives you that much more um, momentum to withstand the voice of the enemy trying to stop you when you get those, you know, or the fear of man, what's someone going to think of me or whatever, because we need that because it's hard every time. There's never been a time God's asked me to obey and I'm like, oh, that's so easy. Totally got it. <laughs> like, it's always hard, right? Like, always it's always hard, hard, you know? Yeah. But, you know, we're actually invited to come boldly. Mm -hmm. That's right. Boldly. Not cowardly. Yeah. Boldly. You know, that whole idea of being strong and of good courage. Yes. Mm -hmm because the Lord your God is with you. And there's something about boldness. There's something about saying, I can come boldly into his throne room to find mercy and grace in my time of need That's right. because he has invited us. And Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit than the other 10. While they're all like, okay, yes, God was right. It's a beautiful land. It's amazing, but it's devouring its people. It's got massive walls, you know, and this is a nightmare. We care about our wives and our children. And, and it sounds like they were the thoughtful ones. Sure. But Joshua and Caleb silenced the people and said, hey, our God is well able. And when we pray, it's a declaration that our God is well able, so not that I'm well able. Yeah. You look at the whole dynamic of John the Baptist. Yes. When the angel appears to Zechariah, mm -hmm. he doesn't say, the Lord has heard the nation of Israel's prayers. He doesn't say that. He says, the Lord has heard your mm -hmm. prayer. And so often our personal prayer has worldwide impact. Yeah. And so there's people outside, but God is like saying, you don't know what's on the other side of your prayer. And so that cry for a son ended up being the birthing of the prophetic that was the forerunner for Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I just would say to all of us, we can't hesitate. Yeah. Yeah. We can't hesitate. 
We can't limit it to what we've known or seen. And there's people you're listening to us and you're like, yeah, that's fine. You guys don't hesitate. But I'm just telling you right now, you don't know what's on the other side of your prayer. That's right. And we're not just the only ones asking you. Jesus said, ask, ask that my Father would be glorified. When we create a capacity for God to come into a situation where we have no solution, where we need mercy and grace, where we have the need for God to wake us up with an answer. When we open up our mouths and say, all right, God, we're asking for the nations. God, we're asking for our nation. God, we're asking for our family, whatever it is that you're asking. When you open up your mouth, you have no idea what you are opening up into the future. So we're gonna pray for yes, you amen. that you're going to be emboldened in prayer. And so we're not gonna have guilt anymore about what you haven't prayed in the past, or maybe you haven't been faithful. We're gonna have this permission to you to be a bold prayer warrior. And if you think, I don't know how to start. Well, you know what? I love to pray the Psalms. I love to pray the Psalms. I figure if David was a man after God's own heart. Maybe I should just pray the way that he prays. David would be honest about the problem, but then he would always declare God to be the answer. Right. So I want to pray for you. Father, I just thank you for those that have been wrestling with actually not even knowing how to pray not knowing when to pray, being afraid to dream again, hope again, because maybe they prayed in the past and think they'll only find disappointment there. Father, we just thank you that you are anointing your children to pray. You are inviting us to ask, that you are saying there is something beyond what you think you are asking for. There is something greater. And Father, we're not gonna live small. We're not gonna live safe. We're not gonna just say, this is about my needs and my family. Father, we're gonna throw wide the door and Father, make us blessings, make us just avenues and conduits of what you want to do in this earth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.